Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of One-on-One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, coming to you from Palm Springs, California. And I'm so excited because I've got my Breaking the News posse co-host, starting with Miss Erica Renee Davis. Hi there. Hi. It is so good to be back. I have survived 2020 so far, and I'm happy to say I'm still here. (laughs) Well, listen, we are going to we all know that we are on the eve of the biggest election ever. And speaking of big eves, please welcome Ralph Cole Jr. Hello. Hello. Hey Ralph. Erica. You were you were waiting on applause, weren't you? Yes, I I got I was thrown, god damn it. Erica might up a little bit. My sweet darling, it is so great to be back with you. I can't wait to hear your input. Jasper, as always, thank you for hosting me and letting me be a part of this extravaganza. Yes. <laughs> well, listen, Hello, my we... love, Ralph. I'm sending all my love to you, too, by the way. Thank you. You are wonderful, and we are wonderful with and to each other, Erica. Thank you. <laughs> well, listen, guys, you know, it's – um. I guess we'd just say we're this we're Thursday and then the election is Tuesday, November 3rd. And regardless of, you know, regardless of what side you're on or, or who you're voting for, it just, the, it seems the exciting thing is the, the early turnout is record breaking, right? It's through the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, um, yeah, oh, go ahead. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, you were waiting. Um, for, you were waiting for applause too, Erica. I know how it is, girl. I know how it is. Listen, I need my. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, there we <laughs> go. Better. Now we can start. <laughs> but yeah, so the the early turnout was very encouraging to me too. It has been very encouraging. Um, but I said it to a friend today who is from Georgia, who doesn't live there, but she's there visiting family. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited about the early turnout. And she was like, but I think the people who are turning out early are also the people who are afraid that he's going to get voted out. So essentially, our early voter turnout, if you're on side blue, might be undercut by folks who are equally enthusiastic from the other side. So, oh. Uh, well, but the, it, but, but historically, we 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 outnumber the Republicans. Um, Democrats out, outnumber them in terms of registered voters. So the problem, I don't know if you guys saw this number. I was dumbfounded to find out that close to, if not more than a hundred million people, did not vote uh, hmm. if for, at all in the 2016 election. A hundred million. That's like, you know, it's like, are you serious? So we, yeah. So, I mean, the the thing is too, the the biggest thing now coming up is, as you know, African-American women, well, women in general, 
but especially African-American women are who we're counting on to really come out this time. Now, they also, I'm putting they in a general term, but according to pundits, they were one of the main groups that did not vote for Hillary Clinton last time. They didn't vote for Trump, but they just didn't vote. Yeah, I I think, I mean, just from experience and from speaking with women in my social circle, my girlfriends and I, you know, very politically active and aware. Um, But just, you know, generally speaking, I think that the enthusiasm was just down across the board, black women, black men, you know, maybe even, you know, some white Democrats who typically vote. Enthusiasm was just down across the board 2016. Now, 2020, granted, we don't have the same level of enthusiasm we had in 08 and 12 with President Barack Obama. Uh, I think that black women particularly, who oftentimes end up being the voting bloc that saves the country in different (laughs) states from complete demise, we now are turning out in droves again, like we did in 08 and 2012, because we see that democracy is literally hanging by a thread and we want to salvage this little bit of it that we kind of see that we still have. So I think we're out this time. And then also like based on the 2018, you know, and what happened in the midterms, of course, we saw this enormous uh, support of women in particular and so many female candidates down on the down ballots who got into Senate and Congress uh, congressional seat. So, you know, again, but I'm like, you know, I'm like you guys, I don't want to get, I cannot get my hopes up. Right. Because mm-hmm. we did that in 2016, but then the more I watch, you know, pundits on, on the shows remind us that Biden is not Hillary Clinton. He's a much mm-hmm. different, if not better candidate. Um, I think for a lot of us, I, I personally, I just didn't know how hated Hillary really was by certain groups of people. I didn't know. I I was a little bit in a bubble in terms of during the eight years of Obama, I thought we were living this great life and I didn't quite understand. And I wasn't aware of, I mean, I was aware of how the race, the, the uh, racism was getting to be a little more bubbling up and overt mm-hmm. or whatever. But I, I thought, I think for a lot of us, we just kind of thought, life was pretty good, you know, and yeah, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. And, and as a black woman, I mean, I don't know, as a black do woman, do, is that, do, do, well, female one and black, <laughs> do, do, you know, right. I have to qualify all of that. Um, mm-hmm. do, what's your, I, and here I am a, a, a white gay man. So my, my mm-hmm. perception was, Oh, like, things are so much better. And we've, you know, we've, we've come so far kumbaya, but obviously <laughs> it, it, that's not what was happening. No, I think with um, the Obama administration, I think as you've already highlighted and Ralph, you probably can attest to this too. Um, a lot of people were quick and eager to say, Oh, now we're in a post-racial society. We have a black, president. Um, But I think not only did having a black president, our first black president, um, incite hate Mm, and mm -hmm. racism and the bigots to to speak their mind even more fervently because they felt like they they could feel their white supremacy slipping away. If the Mm -hmm. leader of the free world doesn't look like me, then I got to do something. So I think that's one thing that the 
Obama administration unfortunately brought out of America. Like it didn't create it because it, it's always, I mean, it, it was existed. like a, it was inadvertently. It was like a you know, it was just like a, an offset of what happened. Yeah. Well, whereas exactly, now, it's it's interesting because as you're saying, the Obama administration brought that out, but it's more overt with the leader that we have now, even though the leader oh, yeah. that we have now is not black. Well, yeah, I, I think I what thousand percent agree. It's almost like it's almost like then Trump came in and he took it from being where before it was be racist but still kind of hide, you know, still kind of wear your hood, you know, do it online, be private. Now with the Trump, it was like, oh no, 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 put on put on your best Sunday suit and come out and be a racist. Wear like, your proud, hood, exactly. not intended. Thank you. Right. I mean, like, put on your best Sunday clothes and come on out because we are. And I think what Erica said is so right. You know, we 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 now get that the whole white privilege, you know, white, mm-hmm. straight men felt more threatened than ever this in the last mm-hmm. four years because they feel like it, it, it's a Yeah. I, I, Go ahead. I do want to say this, Jack, because I know you have a variety. You have a, a you know mixed a mixed um, audience, and so I always want to say that my even though I, I'm a left leaning, I vote Democrat down ballot. Please believe, mm-hmm. I I have I, I'm receptive to feedback from, and I'm, I'm receptive to hearing other perspectives when it comes to those who are more right leaning. But mm-hmm. what I'm not what I'm not receptive to is um, Trumpism because Trumpism no. at its core is, is rooted in xenophobia, is rooted in bigotry, is rooted in, in racism. And I don't care if you're a black woman, a gay man, whatever, if you are a decent human being, then the, the, the foundation of Trump's presidency and of his campaign has exploited all, all that is bad about society. So, yeah. if you're listening, this is not an indictment against Republicanism. No, Republican no, no, at no. all. In fact, I want to say I say that too. I always make that clear on my social media. I've never been anti-Republican. I mean, I I actually was an independent. I was Democrat, then I was independent. The reason I didn't like being an independent was because I couldn't vote in the primaries, and so mm-hmm. I, you know, for primaries you have to pick a party, and so I obviously lean more Democrat, but like you, I, it, none of this bothered me. You know, it wasn't until Trump, when Trump came along, I've always been politically involved or, or, you know, or participated. I've always voted, but honestly, in 2015, when his fat, ugly, orange ass came down that escalator and started calling Mexicans rapists and, and, and uh, thugs, I thought, what the hell is going on? You know? And so then of course, as we watched, the it's almost like we have to be reminded that this wasn't a dream guys just remember he was a joke everyone made fun of him and then the primary started and then the debate started i just finished michael cohen's audiobook and it, it took me back to the 2015 and you you kind of relive that period where you're going oh my god you know oh my god he actually won that i mean he actually won a primary and it's like mm-hmm. so we watched this whole thing happen, this snowball avalanche happen 
And we watched the old, quote, Republican Party just sort of collapse and be taken Mm -hmm. over, as Jerry Kushner said in this Bob Woodward tape the other day, you know, my Trump's idea was to take over the Republican, take down, I think, take down the Republican Party. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. It's um, it's he's taking it down. I mean, at, at this point, I don't know how anyone I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't know how these people who have worked for him and who have enabled him, those who have not dis, um, disassociated themselves. I don't know how they continue to go home to their families and look themselves in the mirror, especially I say especially women, it should be across the board, but especially women. I don't know how women, especially women with children who are supposed to be teaching their kids, you know, ethics and moral standards. How do you go home to your child and say to my daughter, yeah, I'm supporting a man who brags about sexually assaulting women? How do you go home to your daughters and say, yeah, I, you know, I, was, I was in favor of getting rushing through the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett, even though she is anti-women's agency over their bodies? I will never understand that. But then part of me says, you know what, these women who enabled this kind of behavior and these ideologies just want to be – have a proxy to the supremacy, to the patriarchy. So mm-hmm. I guess I can answer my own question, and, and, but it's still. It's- well, and then also like recently, what do you think of um, Miles Taylor, who's now been, you know, he's been identified as anonymous. He was on Chris Cuomo last night and, you know, he's, a, you know, he was Christian, you know, he was the Department of Homeland Security. He was basically her right hand man. And was part of was right in the thick of the whole um, immigration debacle at the border with putting the kids in the cages. And so, you know, he wrote the the book called Anonymous. He didn't I mean, he wrote the book about that whole situation and he was a whistleblower. But on Cuomo last night, he was saying that, you know, there were so many of them that like, for instance, that he said that literally in in a meeting they were talking about the border and Trump said, now we're talking about mothers and kids, and Trump said, well, just shoot them. And and he goes, they all kind of look at each other like, I'm sorry, what? He goes, they go, Mr. President, that's you can't shoot people. Well, you don't have to kill them. Just shoot them in the leg. Just just harm them. And they and they were like, we can't do that. That's against the law. He goes, oh, listen, if you go to jail, do it. If you go to jail, I'll just pardon you. This is what he would he would routinely say in cabinet meetings to people. And they were all they first he tried that whole thing about we we, we wanted to try to stay because we thought if we stayed we could like be it it's like being in the mental institution and keeping the crazy person in in check. Mm-hmm. Um but I I'm like you Erica, I don't know how any of these people are going to have any kind of career after this is over like how are they i don't want to see kelly and conway huckabee i don't want to see any of them as pundits on anywhere except except fox news and they shouldn't Mm -hmm. even be on fox news but you know they will be yeah i and and ralph you know you stop me if i'm going off the deep end on this but um Again, I'm not surprised that Trump said just shoot them, you know. Uh-huh. He told us four years ago that he could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and get away with it. Get away with and it. And yeah. that is every single day from, you know, his impeachment and, 
and not getting removed from office to 200 plus thousand Americans dying from his failure to respond to COVID to the 545 kids who are missing at the border from their parents. I mean, the list just goes on to, to them trying to strip 20 million, 20 million Americans of, you know, healthcare through the ACA. It just, it's, it's a never ending shooting someone in the middle of fifth Avenue mm-hmm. and people still right. support this shit. Right. And yeah. what do you guys think about the few like uh SAS, uh, you know, Senator SAS, there's certain, Republicans now that I think, you know, they're they're starting to look at the polls, which they shouldn't be, but they're getting, you know, they're feeling like he's there's a chance he may lose. So they're starting now to want to start distancing themselves from him. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Even John Kelly, you know, these people like John Kelly, who had a chance to say something in the moment and these senators that actually could have impeached his ass. You know, they didn't impeach him. I mean, I almost, honestly, I almost forgot about the impeachment. I mean, it seems like it's 12 years ago now that the impeachment happened. It, it, you know, but they had a chance to impeach him and they didn't. So don't try to distance yourself now just because your constituents, your voters back home are, are turning on him. Yeah, I think, uh, part of me thinks, okay, well, so many people continue to support him up until the bitter end, like senators like Sass, because they know they they understand how their constituents vote. And if you if you turn against if you turn against who your constituents are for, then that mm-hmm. means you know your term and your time is up soon too. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of these senators and Congress people um, are rich before they get into Congress because usually you have to have money to run for and to retain a, con- a congressional seat. But a lot of them are still banking, literally banking on the perks that come with saying I'm a senator, saying I'm a House Representative member. So that's still a money grab for them. Like yeah. not not the taxes per se, but the 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 being the being the associated perks. with that power with the perks. Yeah. So I'm not giving. I'm not excusing them, but they are thinking this is my livelihood. If I get voted out, like Lindsey Graham's ass. It's going to uh-huh. get voted out. M- if Ms. I get Lindsay. voted out, I can't say that, but I hear you. Yes. <laughs> um, when Lizzie's Ms. at Ms. Ms. home uh-huh. this week, he, he has to figure out what's his, what's his next hustle. What's his next money hustle? Well, I mean, so, trust me, I, I believe, honestly, I believe he's been paid. He's Something got him to completely... John McCain died, who was his mentor and best friend, you know, and all of a sudden he was up Trump's ass. I don't know if they have a sex tape on him. I don't know if Trump paid him, but a lot of people believe like Bill Barr, you know, a lot of these people, either Putin is paying them millions of dollars because somebody's getting paid to just let their entire reputation go. You know, there must be some, but I'm a big thing. I'm all for term limits on senators. So yeah. I yeah. I believe if we had I mean listen it goes both ways Diane Feinstein she's one of the richest senators ever and she's been in you know for California Democrat she's been there for forty years or something and Nancy Pelosi I mean a lot of these yeah. women and men they make you know Chuck Schumer they make a career out of it and they make they make millions on speeches and yeah. uh, you know yeah so it's you know it's it's Everything is corrupt. It's just the the levels of corruption. And let's just talk about that 
stupid Kelly. What is her Lafleur? What is her last name in Georgia? Lafleur. Oh, oh, Kelly, Kelly Leffler. Yeah, let's talk about Kelly Leffler, please. What about her? <laughs> well, so she's this bitch that Brian Kemp appointed originally because someone let you know someone left the office and so he had to appoint her. Her husband is head of the New York Stock Exchange. I think their net worth is mm-hmm. five hundred million and above. Um, and above. She, Yep. And above, and she was the one, don't forget, earlier this year that dumped, you know, did the dump and, you know, sold stocks and made a fortune and pretended that she didn't know anything about it and her broker did it. Um, well, th- that dumb bitch, they asked her today or yesterday outside about what does she think about the Access Hollywood tapes from 2015 with Trump. And she first of all said, what are you like, what are you talking about? I'm not familiar with that. And I'm thinking – what rock have you lived under, you stupid bitch? Ralph, did you? I don't know if you saw this, but so if Pete Jordan's here with you, Ralph, we um, we take special interest in the stupidity that is the appointed center, senator from our, our home state. So first of all, Jasper, I not one ounce of me believes that she had not not seen that, um, oh. that Access Hollywood tape. So she she was she was clearly lying. So that's the first thing. So she's a liar, A, or let's choose the second option, B. She's been living under a rock and is that uninformed and undereducated. So either uh-huh. one, it's an awful look. And I'm super incensed with her because she does not have good um, – she's not a popular senator. She's not well-liked. She was appointed by a governor who pretty much stole his mm-hmm. governorship but mm-hmm. when he was – tallying the votes as not only the person running, but also as the secretary of state. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) uh, Allegedly. And so this, this fake Senator, (laughs) I say fake because she was appointed. She was appointed by a governor who allegedly did not win his seat fairly, but yet she got to vote on a Supreme court justice who will be on the Supreme court for a generation. Like this is the kind of stuff that makes me over the top angry about where we are as a country and as a as a georgian <laughs> i'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed when she comes on my screen i'm embarrassed if you are supporting her i'm embarrassed for you if that is who you align yourself with or if you work for her or have anything to do with I, her i'm, I'm embarrassed I'm, for them yes. i'm embarrassed and sad for, those for them people. and let's not forget there there is a, a woman going to congress from georgia who is a q and i can't even say it who is a QAnon supporter and mm-hmm. not just a QAnon supporter. I mean, she ran on boldly, proudly talking about Q- QAnon of who, of which Trump when asked, remember said, I'm not really familiar with them, but I hear they like me. And then on, I think on 60 minutes or no, or maybe it was the, the town hall. I don't remember, but um, it was with Savannah when she brought it up and he said, all I know is that they're against pedophiles. Well, first of all, that tells you right there he's lying. They're, it's not that they're against pedophiles. They claim that a lot of the Democratic leaders are pedophiles themselves. So, mm. But the fact that this woman from Georgia got, is, got elected as a QAnon supporter is – I mean QAnon, for, for the listeners who don't know, please Google them. It is the most batshit crazy conspiracy shit that you've ever heard. 
about child pornography <laughs> and just eating aliens and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's um, I I am, and again, I could be completely just not even being logical, but I think this is a pretty logical assumption. When I look at people like the the, the representative from Georgia, her name escapes me. Probably my mind is probably blocked it out as a defense mechanism. But when I look at her, and I look at Kelly Leffler, when I look at Trump and his supporters, I really liken them to the Jim Jones cult. Like you, to mm. me, at this point are no more intelligent than someone who was following Jim Jones to Guyana, wherever it was, to drink mm-hmm. too late and to die. Like, that, that's, that's, what I, that's what I think of when I look. I don't care if you're a black Trump supporter. Like, you know, Lil Wayne apparently came out as a Trump supporter today. Um, 50 Cent came out as a Trump supporter last week. I don't care if you're them. I don't care if you're Jack Nicholas, the golfer. I don't care if you're Susie next door to me who works for a senator. You, to me, have now inked yourself in history as someone who is as just cra- as crazy as someone who would follow a Jim Jones to Guyana and kill themselves. Mm-hmm. By the by, the way, Georgia Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's a construction mm-hmm. executive, won fifty seven percent of the vote in Georgia's heavily heavily Republican fourth congressional congressional district. She says that Muslim, Muslims do not belong in government. And expressed her beliefs and uh, her baseless conspiracy theory of QAnon. She is she won her primary and is heading on. Mm-hmm. And Trump congratulated her. So that is who Georgia. Now on the flip side, Erica, they are saying Georgia is literally in play. Like Biden could flip Georgia. Well, and apparently um, Trump is headed there. I think in two days. Um, so he's heading he, – he will be in Georgia two days before November the 3rd election. And to me, that shows that they are panicked. That, yeah. that to me, is like Biden coming to California two days uh-huh. before the election. Yeah. But, like, California is true blue from San Francisco to L.A. I mean, of course, save, like, the, the country parts and, like, the farmland. I mean, there are a lot Ar- of – Orange County and parts well, of Palm Orange Springs. That, yeah. Right. And so Atlanta, for example, has always had little hints of blue and purple. But the state as a whole has been red since Jimmy Carter. I don't think Georgia has voted. Well, they think they voted. They voted well, they said they said 92 they was the last. I, could, I think it was Clinton. Yeah, they did. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. not. You're right. It was Clinton. But other than Clinton, it's been very, very red. So that to me shows desperation and panic that you got to go to Georgia. Two days before yeah. the election. <laughs> okay. Well, and just like just like they're saying, Texas, well, a lot of you know, a lot of Texas is so many people in the last five years have done this exodus from California to Texas. That's been a one reason it's turning a lot bluer. But how about Arizona? It looks like for the first time in a long time, if I don't know when, Arizona could turn right. blue. So. But see, again, I get excited and then I just think, just calm down, Jasper, because, you know, 2016. But they were showing today that Florida is always so important. But if Biden is able to win Florida, which, by the way, I didn't know, they actually they actually start counting the early votes already. So mm-hmm. Florida is the state that they will be able to call on election night. So we will know pretty much know who wins Florida on Tuesday night. 
And that's going to be a big. Well, the good news is if Biden can lose Florida and then he has many other paths to the Electoral College, Trump doesn't. So if Trump Mm -hmm. loses Florida, he doesn't have a really a chance, according to most pundits. He would have to literally win Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio. He'd have to win almost all the other electoral states to get in. So even if Biden loses Florida, he has other possibilities to get to the electoral college, which, which, okay, guys, listen, why are we even, if the electoral college is what it's all about, then why don't just those states vote? Why, why do we even bother? I mean, if the electoral college is what gets you elected, then what, who cares? Why are we bothering with the popular vote? Not not only do I think the Electoral College is so antiquated, um, I think, too, that the way we divide our, our congressional seats and, our, and the way we divvy out our senators is also antiquated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I know that there are some originalists and constitutionalists out there who are going to say, oh, guys, this is, this is what our, our founders intended. They wanted to give these checks and balances. But, A, look at this, the last four years of the administration. There are no real checks and balances. And nope. B, originalists and, and, and purists when it comes to the Constitution really need to check themselves when they, when they pride themselves on being constitutionalists because our founding fathers didn't look at all people as even being people. So if we're going to really get down to the root of it, I would be considered basically an animal, three-fifths of a person, if we stuck to what our, our founding fathers wanted. So with that being said, between the Electoral College and, and gerrymandering and redlining, I really think we, we need to reimagine how we structure, how we vote for not only our president, but also for our congressional leaders. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, and that's something the Republicans have been, you know, very successful at is the gerrymandering. You know, they've been, they've been geniuses in, in quotation marks, stable geniuses, if you will, by <laughs> being able to do that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's amazing that they've been able to do it, but they have. Um, guys, look, I think we have a caller. Let's see who we have here. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Yes, good evening, everyone. How are you guys doing? We're Hi. good. We're good. What's your name? Yes, sir. My name's David. I'm calling from Minneapolis. Hey, David. Hey, David. What's on your, what's on your mind tonight? Yes, sir. I was uh, hoping to talk about the uh, that recent ruling, I think, last week at the Pennsylvania Supreme Court as far as the mm. mail-in ballots. Mm, and yeah. um, I was yeah, – first of all, I'm, I'm an independent, so I'm not I'm not on either side here when it comes to the whole – you know, how mm-hmm. some people are with the whole team, whatever. But I, I'm thoroughly disappointed in the Democrats in the fact that they were actually arguing in court. Their case was to get – and what the, the ruling gave them is three days after the election, they can count ballots that don't have a legible postmark, meaning it's not it's not on the postmark there, the election itself, that don't have a matching signature to the person registered, and they're going to count those ballots. And they literally argued this in several courts around the country, and Pennsylvania is the only one I can know of right now that actually favored in, that ruled in their favor. But to me, I, I'm just going to say this, man. 
Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, maybe some of you may be Democrats and you might be offended by this, but I'm just going to call no, it. No, oh, please, go that ahead. That to me is a shameless and naked attempt at voter fraud. Because mm-hmm. what <laughs> other purpose would you have to argue something like that? Because they know, I mean, it's obvious. They want to know what the results are on election day. And that opens the window for you to make up the difference, especially in a state like Pennsylvania, which last election was determined by such a narrow margin. Mm-hmm. We're talking about yeah. just a couple thousand votes. That I mean, to me, I, what what other rationale could you possibly have other than to engage in voter fraud? I mean, what are the reasons to justify going out to try to get? I mean, that many days after the election, and count a ballot that hasn't been doesn't have a legible postmark. I mean, come on, man, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Especially with our where our country is right now, tension wise and division wise, like that's not going to blow everything up. That's unbelievable. Right. Well. Uh, well, I, I know, I know. Go ahead, Erica. Uh huh. Questions are, um, tell, is it David? You said your name is David. Yes, ma'am. Okay, hey, <laughs> hey, David. Erica here. So, so your issue is with the Democrats wanting an the extension to be upheld, and it's with the leniency that they want with the signatures. Is it both of those things that you have an issue with, or just one? And and not having a legible postmark on the on the ballot meaning by that they can't confirm that it was mailed by election day. Like that's the part to me that got me because at that point, how do you know, how can you determine whether or not the ballot was made after the election or not? If there's not a legible postmark. Well, well, my question would be, and like I said, uh, again, I, I don't know if Pennsylvania, uh, if um, if voting by mail is this a, is this a new thing they're doing? Because some states have always done vote by mail. You know, some haven't. Some is new. Mm-hmm. But are you do you do you buy into at all this uh, the the post office situation right now with the postmaster general? And do you think the post post office is on the up and up too, or do you believe that that the postmaster that Trump appointed had has come in and caused problems at the post office because we could go back and say, well, how can we trust anything that's happened with the postmarks? Well, I mean, in what way? Like, for example, like, give me an example of what you mean by that. Well, I'm just saying, if, for if, example, if, like, if if you're being critical of like disappointing you, or whatever, maybe like, show me an example de, of something that's done. Well, I, I guess I'm asking. That. Well, if if there's something with the postmark. The ballot got made it to where it was going, right? It got there. Mm-hmm. So if it got there, but after the election, that's my point. Yeah. So, but I'm saying when the person, it, it's all about intent for me. So if their intent mm-hmm. was to vote and get this mailed in, like what? Right. You see what I mean? Like if they if they had, why not count? If everybody's vote counts. Then yeah. why would because it could be, you know, it affects either candidate. You know, it could be a, a vote for Trump right. or a vote for. I know you were saying Democrats, right. but this could also be a vote for Trump. Um, no, but I'm, I'm talking I, about who who's arguing in court. So in in actual Supreme Court in Pennsylvania, you had yeah. the Democrats or Republicans on opposite sides. So the Democrats right. initially wanted nine days. So they mm-hmm. originally wanted it to be a nine day window. The court eventually <clears throat> got it down to three. So my mm-hmm. point is, when you talk about intention, let's talk about intent. So yeah. when your mm-hmm. intent is to say, we want a window 
of up to nine days after the election. This is their original case. And we mm-hmm. we don't want to have to have we don't want it to be any verification in place like having a postmark to determine if that ballot was in fact mailed by November third. Then to me that's nothing less than saying we want to know what the election result is on th- on Tuesday, November third, and then we want to have a time to be able to come up with ballots to be able to take the difference and win if we need to. That's the only reason. Okay, and that's just common yeah. sense. But that's right. not, yeah, I'm not so a Republican. I, I disagree. With I, I just, that. Yeah. I, just I, disagree I just know with... BS when I see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean anyone from both, what I from both, what they're doing from both sides. Yeah, from both sides. Well, you'd I, have to give me you'd I, have to give me an example on the other well, side. Well, I can tell you. I'm Wisconsin, just talking about this case that went down. Well, Wisconsin. Okay, Wisconsin, for example, they ruled absolutely no votes are allowed at all after the election. Yeah. So they went completely the other way. I don't because because. What, why not? Because I don't trust the post office. I don't think it's not I don't a matter trust of trusting the, the post office. It's a matter of, of making sure that people don't vote after the election, or we don't no, have but, ballots being made up after the election. But the post you office, see, like you don't see that as a potential problem. Like for well, example, if if let you found finish. out, let's say that let's say that Biden wins Wisconsin, right? Hypothetically mm-hmm. on election day, and then let's say he's leading by twelve thousand votes, and then you find out. Two days later, they just somehow found 20,000 ballots that happened to be for Trump without a legible postmark to determine that those ballots were actually made either by prior to or by election date. And then they decided to count those ballots, and now Trump wins Wisconsin. Would you be okay with that? Yes. Yeah, I right. would be okay. You're, you're, I would wa- Come on, man. No, no. I <laughs> you, See, you're saying that you keep – let me ask you, David. You keep trying to say you're not for – one candidate or the other. That's what bothers me. Why can't you just say you're for Trump? I'm not for Trump. It's just well, who are you for? Who are you for? Who are you for? If I'm talking to, I'm for neither. I don't like either candidate. I think we. I think we're having. So you're not. You're not going to vote. So you're not going to vote. I might vote, but at this point, but, it's it's choosing between two terrible options. Obviously, right. I thought That's you why can't the vote if you're before. an independent. I thought you couldn't vote in the primary if you're an independent. But no, the We're not prim- this about is the a, this We're is a about general the general election. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so let me get no. this straight because because I'm not I'm not running with like a liberal narrative. You want to like you want to like caricature me as like a Trump supporter? No, because I don't agree. Oh with no. no, 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 no. But my, but you just, my stance: if you guys are Republicans, I'd be arguing against Republicans. But I'm just I'm assuming it seems like I'm talking to mostly liberals here, right? Well, what okay, I'm okay, what I'm trying I, to say I, is, Jasper, I, Jasper, can I jump yeah, in go ahead. Quickly? Uh-huh. I, I, I go do want to say this. Um, so I don't know if you listen to most of the show, but I know Jasper and I both agree that before Trumpism, you know, Republicanism, whatever, we can agree to to see things differently. The the state of our affairs today, to me, is less about being liberal or conservative, and more about being a human and having decency for morals and for standards. So if you know if there's any ambiguity for 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 you or anyone else, you know where it comes to morals and standards and ethics, ethics. If there's any like ambiguity, a wiggle room. Yep, ethics is what I said. Ethics. And and, and does that apply? Is that does that apply for Joe Biden? You think Joe Biden is an ethical person? David, David, I would love to engage in a civil discourse. So I would like to finish. So for 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 me, for for me, like it's now not even about being liberal or being conservative. Now back to like the, the, the postmark. 
I totally understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying, well, I think what Jasper is also saying is that it could go either way. By allowing mm-hmm. nine days after the election, Pennsylvania could turn for Trump or right. for Wisconsin. So it, it, could, it could go either way. But I think what Democrats are trying to argue and have argued is that there's so much distrust with the postmaster general, and there's been such distrust with the post office service for the past two to three months that we would rather take our chances and lose the election with extra ballots coming in nine days later than to not have every vote, vote counted or every, or every voice heard. And again, like, I mean, you can laugh, but like this, like this is how I personally feel, and this is how many of the people in my circle feel. But, I mean, because, because honestly, we could just cut it off on election night and not even argue the point of letting people's ballots trickle in nine days. And you're laughing, mm-hmm. but this is honestly I think that's how a reasonable thing to do. But 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 David, you, David, we're also do not take into effect the the COVID situation. That if it weren't for COVID, we wouldn't be having so many people needing to vote by mail. I mean, I in California, right. I just I'm not I arguing voted by mail. by mail. I'm just saying vote before the election or by the election date. I just don't want people having ballots coming in after the election. That's the whole. Pro- that's where my problem is. I'm I got all for you. more voting by mail. Or, you know, when I vote, I usually vote absentee anyway. I've rarely but, voted in person, so I don't but have can't a problem ballots, with that. Can't ballots be coming in after November 3rd, but they were postmarked before November 3rd? Yeah, that's what I agree with. But what the problem is in Pennsylvania, the Democrats argued in court that there shouldn't even be a requirement to have a postmark date at all, let alone whether it be legible or not legible. That's where I'm perceived. My point is, if you're going to make that argument in court, if your argument in court is we want a nine-day window, we want to have no verification whatsoever, whether it be a legible uh, postmark date of any kind, no matching signature, no way to verify that this ballot was, in fact, casted by either prior to the election or election day, then to me, that's only one thing that's about. You see, because I know BS when I see it, man. I grew up mm-hmm. in the streets. I know I know a con game when it's going down. That is, that's saying that they want to be able to have enough of time to know what the results are coming in, because we know what's going to happen. Republicans are going to vote in person, mostly. Democrats, for the most part, seem to be voting in mail. That's what the numbers are showing us, as the data says. And so they want to see what the Republican turnout is going to be November 3rd. And then after that, when they find out what the gap is, they want to have some time to be able to get some ballots in. That's it. I mean, this is a long well, history. This has been happening in places like Philly and Chicago for decades. It's not like voter fraud isn't a new thing. But well, what do you, when it comes what to Democrat you, intentions, the way I know that their intentions are bad and why I've always been skeptical of them when it comes to this stuff is their resistance to voter ID. Now, every almost every other developed nation on the planet has voter ID, including Canada and Mexico, where they require you to have a state ID when you vote. America one, is one of the only developed countries that doesn't have it. Well, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's only America you, and the U.K. are the only developed nations that total, almost every other one requires an ID. And the Democrat arguments I've heard always against voter ID is that it's somehow racist because it's too yeah. much to ask of African-Americans yeah. to go out yeah. and get a, get a form of yeah. state ID. Now, as a black man myself, that's offensive because they're saying, like, the idea that it's too much for me as a man to go out and get some form of ID is mm. ridiculous, number one, because I don't know a single black person personally that does over the age of 21 that doesn't have a form of ID. 
that's crazy. Well, you need like, to how are you operating in life? If you don't if you don't know if you don't know black people or people in general who A don't have homes, who B are underbanked or don't have banking accounts and who C don't have um IDs, you really need to expand your circle. For you to say that you're from the streets and you don't know P categories, so I really do you have an ID? Who, I, I do have an ID, but I but I also have experiences and that are, are you, not are you consistent. Black? I, I am I'm a black woman, but understand, David, that you you talk about how developed countries um, around around the world um, require people to have IDs. Well, every developed country around the yeah. world doesn't have the the history of slavery and systemic poll taxing that America has. So you can't oh you can't say oh. A, you can't say America should do like everyone else. America has a, a very unique history that other countries can't say that they that they were built on. So and why so, does why um, do Canada and Mexico have it? Why do they have voter ID? I mean that that's how their democracies are are set up. But but their their democracies it's called common are not sense, built. Man, that's how you make sure that people don't their, vote under different names. David, their democracies were not built. Their democracies, quote unquote, were not built on the backs of slaves who had to decide. Oh, can I read? The, the or race it, issue it, is what the Democrats use. This is what they always they always use us to 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 advance an agenda or to do things that they want to shield from criticism. And I, and I as a black David, person don't like using this as a political David, pawn like that. David, and not only that, have them denigrate our black, people to David, justify a ridiculous tax for policy. Black Americans. David, the poll tax. Well, but we're not talking Americans. about a poll tax. We're talking but, about just but, having but, a state ID. But, but, vote, but, voter, but voter ID is an extension of the poll tax. Voter ID is an extension of making. Ma'am, everyone in America would have to have an ID to vote. That, that applies to every person. It's not like they're exclusively limiting it to black David, people saying you have an ID gonna, to vote. David, if, if, you don't, if, you don't, if you don't understand, or if you don't agree, I should say, if you don't agree that our country's history of slavery and systemic racism and the poll taxes during the Jim Crow South and the Jim Crow society. I, I, I agree and acknowledge, and I know that history very well, okay? I know it very well. But the point is, because those things happened, that is not a justification to not have a voter ID when every other developed country has it. Because it's we the only reason ever. Let me think about this. So let's just use, just use common sense here. Let's, let's put aside the personal part. The reason every other developed country does it is because it's common sense. It's just, it's just obvious. It's evident. If you want to protect your uh, and keep your elections in a situation where there's no fraud of any kind, that's how you almost guarantee that won't happen. But if you know the history, the political history, now you brought up history. Let's talk about the political history of the Democratic Party and their long history of engaging in voter fraud, especially in places like Chicago and Philadelphia that's been well documented for many okay, years. Okay, da- David, I'm gonna have to inter- David, i got to interrupt you here, buddy, because this is where I have to step in and say, once again, you're clearly Republican, and I don't know why you won't just say you're Republican. We're not anti. We're not. We're not anti. We're not anti. We're not anti-Republican. I'm just calling the so, facts, brother. Like, if if, if the facts no, are inconvenient to your position, that's no, not David, my problem. Here, here's I'm, the problem. It, so tell I me, appreciate, did I say something that's not accurate? No, the, no, no. Is there not I, a history of voter fraud in Philadelphia me, and Chicago by the Democrats? Let me tell you did what I, I appreciate. I what I find <clears> sort of. Um, kind of strange is you're so knowledgeable and it's wonderful, but yet you're not going to vote. So no, no. what I, I find strange is instead of defeating my argument with a fact to prove what I said was wrong, you want to discredit me to then undermine no. my point instead of showing that my no, point no, is incorrect. If I just want that happen to be inconvenient to you, you can have one option. David, you can show me that I'm wrong. 
And I'm willing to admit I'm wrong if I'm showing I'm wrong. Well, David, but what I just want a cheap attempt of discrediting me by trying to paint me as a Republican to now mean that what I'm saying is doesn't mean anything. No, no. I, so well, we, we're, did we're I not, say anything we're, that's we're inaccurate not, at all? We're not anti-Republican. That's what I'm telling you. I'm not asking David, you that question. Did David, I, I, I like all statements. I, th- I think David, it would be I great just, if you spoke from a platform of It would be I'm great if you answered my question, brother. I'm asking you directly. Did I say anything false? Yeah, yes, David, you did. I, I, I You've said it. several things. I, well, what did I say that's uh, false? Please tell David, me. That. No, I'm wanting you to tell David, me. What is I, David, you know, you all, don't. You believe that the Democrats are the biggest uh, offenders of voter fraud. History and statistics show that Republicans do gerrymandering and they do voter suppression with African Americans and minorities. That is a fact. Not fake news from Fox News. That is a fact. I didn't. David. I didn't mention any of those things. You said voter fraud. You said, said Democrats. They have. Yeah. You said in Democrats Chicago have, and in Philadelphia. Are those statements inaccurate? Are you telling me that there is a long history of, of voter fraud in those two cities by Democrats? No. Is I, that a I inaccurate statement? David, yeah, I, I have disagree a with you. I'd like to ask a question. Okay, based on what? Where's your Where's your evidence to say that to prove otherwise on that point? Go ahead, go ahead, Ralph. Ask him a question. Okay, no, David, no, don't, I, don't run away now. Where were you going? Just stay okay, right Dave, there. D- prove David, David, what I just said was wrong. David, you can't I know, I know the history. That's a all. fact. Oh, you don't David. like it because it just happens to go against the Democrats. Because, like I said no. earlier, unlike you, I don't play the team Republican, team Democrat game where you pretend that only your side does good and only the other but, side is bad. But your you're playing, you're playing the Republican yeah, right. Listen, side right now. They no both one, are no corrupt, one. and both sides no do bad stuff, and both sides do good stuff. But okay. what you well, want to do is you want to play this game of the Democrats don't do anything bad, and it's only the David, Republicans that do bad. That's no. how David, you become so a cheerleader. David, I will, you okay, lose objectivity. David, could you stop talking so I could ask a question? Well, answer, well, stay on the point and stop trying to change the subject. I'm not – you don't even know what I'm going to ask you. The question You haven't I even asked, addressed the main point on the table, which you insinuated what I said was false. I I'm standing by that word, it's a fact, and you I haven't, haven't proven otherwise. I'm trying to ask you a question for your original No, you're call. trying to you're trying to moonwalk uh, okay, from my original David, stance that you try to David, you, about. Listen, David, David gonna we're going to have to let you go because you're not, not welcome on of this. Of course you will because I'm, I'm not – Okay, guys. Wow. You know, it's it's great that we get a caller, right? That, but you I see, guys, what kills me is I don't I don't know why Republicans and Trump supporters are embarrassed to say they're supporters. Well, I, and and what I, what I'm trying to get in, I like David was of course very enthusiastic, very energetic. I love someone who's passionate about their politics. I love someone who is informed, even if they get some of their facts wrong. But mm-hmm. what, what my point with voter fraud and poll taxing and voter ID is that I can't uh-huh. say it enough. Well, first of, all, first of all, I want to say this. If David had actually been listening to the show, he would have heard us say at the top of the show that we're not anti-Republican. No. Like, that was one of the very first things that I said was that Republicanism was fine. I'm, I'm receptive in perspective, you know, receptive to that. And, and um, Jasper, you said that too. And Ralph, I believe you nodded in and chimed in too. Like we said at the top of the show, but this new Republican party is a different, more sinister kind of monster. And then additionally, for, for, for anyone to not understand that the history of every developed nation is different and unique to each nation and that our poll taxing and, and Jim Crow laws that disenfranchise black and brown people throughout history, 
that is that is a large part of the reason Democrats fight so hard against voter ID laws because we don't live in a country yet where we can trust people to have good intentions when pulling out my ID. Oh, do do you have do you have braids in this ID? Do you have an afro in this ID? Is this really you? I mean, we've had to we've had to pass Crown Act laws just so people who have quote unquote natural hair cannot get mistreated at a workplace. Imagine if you have people with bad intentions checking my ID and I don't look like my ID the day of the day of the day that it's time to vote. And to me, those things are a direct correlation from Jim Crow South. And voter laws uh, and voter dis- and did you guys yeah. did you guys know the irony of this whole thing is you've got he's talking to two black he's got a black woman a gay black man and a gay white man so what when I knew he was full of shit with all due respect David if you're listening is when I said to you when I said to David if those ballots that they found twelve thousand ballots were Trumps and they should be vote counted and I said yes. He didn't believe me. You see what I mean? He didn't believe I was try- yeah. I was trying to say, David, it's got to be fair. If those 12,000 mm-hmm. votes were for Trump, then give it to him. Oh, then that's really, you're mm-hmm. not. That's not true. Well, that's when I knew right then that he was actually a black right. man uh, who's supporting Trump, but doesn't want to come on our, quote, liberal show and say it. And I think we would have right. had a much better conversation if he would have admitted up front who he was. And then I thought, you know what? If you're not even voting, shut the fuck up. Well, the question that I wanted to ask was, wasn't wasn't his original call in to say that he was upset that the Democrats had fought in court about this? Mm -hmm. Okay. So my question. And won. Okay. And my question to him was going to be, would you be this upset if it had been Republicans doing this? Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to ask. He was yeah. so upset that it was the Democrats doing it. I just wanted to simply go because I'm the politically ignorant one here. So I just wanted to know, oh, well, if it had been the Republicans, would you have been upset? Which translates into you'd be upset no matter who was trying to mm-hmm. defend mm-hmm. this, but I could never get my question answered. Well, I think, I think the point is if, he, if, if Republicans had been doing it, he wouldn't have, been, he wouldn't have brought it up at all. That's the thing my whole that just point. pisses me off and what gets me so insist, incensed is when people don't, they keep interrupting and mm-hmm. they don't let you mm-hmm. talk. And it's no different than the presidential debate. If you're going to keep interrupting, then – why are you calling in? I mean, we're all supposed to be having an even discourse here, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your text, Erica. That was fierce. Well, I'll I text thought, both of you guys. <laughs> well, I just think I just think like Erica's. You know, here's a black woman talking about voters. I mean, when if a black man says to me that the Democrats are the biggest, and I, I, he tried to qualify and say Chicago. I I would say in Chicago and Pitts. Where did he say Chicago and Pittsburgh? What was I the other he said, city? Um, Philadelphia. He said Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Well, I mean, these are inner city, urban cities. I'm supposed to think that the Democrats are causing voter suppression there? I don't think so, guys. I'm sorry. Well, and and the fact that he did when you, Jasper, when you chimed in, and David, I hope you're listening, um, David. So this is directly for you to you. When Jasper chimed in and said, started talking about gerrymandering and redistricting, you're like, no, 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 that's not it. 
Well, someone uh-huh. who claims to be as educated as you claim to be, David, would understand that gerrymandering and redlining and redistricting is a, is a, a form of voter suppression. So if you want to come to the table, make sure you have all your receipts in a row as well as all your ducks because you missed that one in civics class. Yeah, and don't and don't don't try to do this. People do this on social media on my Facebook page all the time. They they try to act like they're not supporting any uh, any candidate. But quite frankly, the moment he said I'm not going to vote, I just thought, okay. well, you you don't even count. Like, why are we even? You don't count. I mean, okay, you, you guys, don't. I, I have I have to ask a question, and this just reveals my stupidity. When you were saying, Erica, about the electoral college is weighted. Mm-hmm. So just am I understanding correctly that the the what determines who the president is is based on the electoral college? Yeah, yes and no. So Jasper, you might be able to explain this better mm-hmm. than I can because I never really can explain it um well. Um essentially uh, popular vote does help determine who the electors from the electoral college end up voting for. So, okay. but, but in states like California, for example, we have so many people that after a certain point, like the people who help contribute to the popular vote end up not counting because we already know that we've had enough people to vote for a certain person that the electoral college is going to go to that person. Okay. I don't know, is that, is that that does help you clear it up because the reason why I was asking that is then all the paper and all the campaigning that is generated during a pre-election for the popular vote, it's like why do we spend all that money and resource and time if our vote doesn't count? Well, it's like okay, what, so I just oh, – go ahead, Erica. Go ahead. I, I just found a little passage that might like help um, clear it up. Um, So when Americans cast their ballots for the president, we're actually voting for a representative of that candidate's party known as an elector. There are 538 electors who then vote for the president on behalf of the people in their state. So each state is assigned a certain number of electoral votes based on the number of congressional districts they have, plus two additional votes is probably not clearing it up. Um, Then Washington, D.C. is also assigned three electoral votes. So it's still important for the people within these congressional districts to put in their vote for the president because the electors have to take their cues from somewhere. But I after see. a certain point, okay. No, you've cleared it up. No, you've cleared it up. It's more than I understood before I but asked But it, it's question. kind of back to what we were saying earlier. This is an antiquated thing that's been on the books in the from the beginning and it's something that needs and you know back to what we were talking about like there's no reason that the, the dakotas need to each get two senators you know like there's certain things that i don't care if you you know if if the state of california only gets two but south dakota gets two it's like we that's not fair south dakota yeah. could barely should barely get one but I think what what it comes back to also is now there's this theory, and again, this is something that it's another one of these. It, it's not in uh, in law or written anywhere where there's been Bill Maher's been saying that if Trump loses, like what you're saying, Erica, they can go to each state 
and the electoral voters don't have to they don't have to give those votes to mm-hmm. Biden. They can choose mm-hmm. legally somehow they can choose to give them to Trump. I don't think it's mm-hmm. actually I think it has been done once before, but it, this is another one of those gray areas where people say that Bill Barr and Trump's attorneys have been looking at ways that they can, you know, do something like this that would upset the 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 election. But I still think if we did away with the Electoral College, then the popular vote wins, period. I That's see. who the winner is. Okay, I understand things better now. I would like to just make a light – just take a lighter note for a second. Do you think that Melania voted for <laughs> – De La Fuente Guerra and Kanye West because she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I want out. I do not need to be the first lady for another four years. Well, I don't know. She uh-huh. tried to make a she tried to read a teleprompter somewhere today with him standing off to the side and between her broken English and her horrible accent and her I, I you know, she's She's so gross, and she signed on to the birtherism thing from the beginning with him. Mm-hmm. And if you read her ex-friend's book, and you, you know that she is not that poor damsel in distress that doesn't want to be there. She knows exactly what she signed up for. Okay. And yeah, then my Say what, Erica? I agree. I agree with Jasper. I think even though we have found out that Donald Trump is $1.1 billion in debt, there's still <laughs> something – that is um, alluring about being that close to power, even if the power is a facade. So she voted for him. Okay, mm-hmm. copy that. My next comment is to Erica. I wanted to ask, do you think that because of the Me Too movement and that so many women have been victims other than the president in terms of sexual molestation and rape will be more likely to go out and vote against our president just in support of womanhood? Um, No. Um, I'm going to say no. Um, I don't think that the Me Too movement will move the needle um, for those those women who voted for Trump in 2016. Mm -hmm. I don't see how the Me Too movement could help them move the needle. And I say that, and forgive me, because this is a generalization, but I am going to try to choose my words carefully. Um, I think that women of all colors and backgrounds, ethnicities, have been um, raped, molested, sexually assaulted. So sexual assault is not just a one-race woman thing. But with that being said, I do feel like the Me Too movement took on more of a white feminism energy, Mm -hmm. And um, and I feel like those feminists, probably, I feel like I feel like the diehard, the um, progressive white feminists were already not voting for Trump, and I feel like the ones who were not who were not diehard progressive feminists who voted for Trump in 2016 are not going to be moved by what happened with the Me Too movement in 2017, 2018. Again, because like Melania, they. They like the proximity to power. Their Copy proximity that. to power gives them their mansions. It gives them, you know, their ability to to have their country club lives. It gives them their season tickets to the, you know, their SEC school, you know, football games. And 
if if I if I'm being able if I'm being awarded I guess quote unquote that lifestyle, why would I care about my next door neighbor being sexually assaulted by someone like Donald Trump? That's not Copy. my life. Copy that. Well, no, you well, that I would I would say just not to counter that, but I would say polls are showing again if polls are correct, he has lost a lot of those initial educated white women suburbia women that voted for him the first time that is where he's lost his biggest support well i mean allegedly but but what cracks me up is that he's but his biggest support is the uneducated white trash women white women who that that's one of his biggest supporters still and i wanted to say to anybody making less than 400,000 a year making less than 50,000. Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck about you. He doesn't care about you, your trailer, your food stamps, your your need to want to make more money. You are nothing to Donald Trump. And for all of you fat asses, tattooed up women and men that get on your Harleys that you probably can't afford and you probably have already already filed bankruptcy and you go to these rallies, he gets in the car and makes fun of you. He doesn't care about you. So, well, that's the thing that with this guy, David, calling in about those ballots coming in after the third. If a ballot comes in three day, on November 6th, that means the postmark could have been before the third because the mail can be slow. Well, and also, and guys, yet, help me. I, I was confusing something. When, when he's saying unpostmarked, how, let me – and this is my ignorance, and I didn't want to tell him this, but – it, if it got mailed and it made it to its location, then he kept talking about the postmark being ineligible, like you mm-hmm. couldn't read it. Well, it. but if it arrived when it arrived, right? I, I didn't understand. That's an example where they're nitpicking. They're trying to find anything they can to discard a ballot. Right. I guess what he was saying is if the ballot comes in on November 7th, you want to be able to read – that the postmark said November second that it was stamped, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that by then, being, what, how, why would we not be able to read a postmark? That's what I was going to say too. Some of them, I mean, yeah, some of them. That's are, what I I'm saying. Like right. he was saying, well, that, that's a that's an error at the post office, which brings me back to the postmaster the the DeJoy guy who was throwing away post uh, boxes and hiding them and cutting workers and are, am i supposed to believe that they wouldn't smudge the postmarks i mean oh, uh, right yeah you're right yeah I, and i and i have not seen any literature that says that the democrats were explicitly asking for ballots without postmarks to be accepted. I don't know if there was some nuance there that I that I missed. Maybe the Democrats were asking for postmark me for for ballots to be accepted if they had a semblance of a postmark. I, I I don't know. Again, I can't speak to every nuance of that that story. But to me, again, with there being such large distrust in our postal service since the joy took over as um, postmaster general. I think that, as I said to David, nine days could 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 change the tide either uh-huh. way. Trump won Pennsylvania last last election, so right. and I think 
they were also saying, oh, the Democrats just want to be able to call it that night. Well, that's completely contradicting what you were saying because we really want to call it that night. Why would we be asking for nine extra days of ballot? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you. Well, again, Jesus. if David, in full disclosure, if David had just come on and said, guys, I am a Republican or I I am supporting Trump and I want to have a civil conversation and we're going to, I'll give you my opinions on why I think there's voter fraud, but he was so blatantly. And, but again, all I can say in conclusion is when he said, I'm not voting, I thought, well, then you know what? You shut the fuck up. But in, before we have to wrap it up here, I'm just seeing that there's a headline stores already boarding up in Los Angeles and elsewhere and anticipation of election violence. And I saw where good old Beverly Hills, Rodeo Drive, they're, they're blocking, they're shutting down streets in Beverly Hills Tuesday for 24 hours so there can be no looting or, or violence going on. Um, so go ahead and get on, you two get on down to Rodeo before, well, before Tuesday. I understand all, okay, but then what what confuses me about that is why are you going to board it up on the 3rd if we're still not going to know who the president is until days afterwards? Well, they're going to keep it boarded up. Their whole point is they're going to board it up until until things settle down. Mm -hmm. So that that could be weeks, right? Oh, guys, Uh, seriously, I mean – I, apparently, December, like December 13th, is actually the real date. Like the electorals have to, the the voter, the electoral uh, voters have to turn over their votes, as Erica was saying. I think it's like December 13th. So, so from November can, 3rd through December 13th, Rodeo Drive is they're shutting down. Well, business. I mean that I don't know how long they're keeping it shut down, but they're anticip they're going to probably. See if there's violence or not, and then based on that, I see. slowly, you know. But again, I, I okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you okay. I'm I'm predicting that there's a good chance that they will be able to call the electoral college winner for Biden on Tuesday night. We're not going to have the popular vote. But I think we might have a clear winner because Florida is going to be counted. And I think if Biden wins Florida, then we can pretty much assume he's won the presidency. If he loses Florida, it's going to take a long time to vote, count all the votes. Mm-hmm. I, I agree I, with you. I, I, can't, I can't say about Florida. Maybe it'll be Texas. I don't know. But I, my prediction is that Biden will win in a landslide on Tuesday night. And if he doesn't, it will be so close that we won't know until December. Yes. So, you guys have educated yeah. me more than I ever have been regarding this political stuff, and I thank you both for that. And I do appreciate the caller calling in and the me too. This vehement discourse. Yep. It just what what turned ugly is him interrupting and not letting us talk, and him being accusatory. You know, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. ugly. You know, because- well, unfortunately, that's what's been happening for five years with with most uh, I, most people on the other side. I mean, I, I mean, listen, it, it, I've got diehard Democrat friends that, that are just as bad as David when it comes to not wanting to listen to people. But I do want to thank mm-hmm. David for calling in because he brought an amazing energy to the show. Yeah, totally. And, and I want to give credit to Erica because, Erica, you are so good at being diplomatic. Yes. That 
it's just it's so refreshing because you're you're very intelligent and you're very pointed and and and, and uh, confident with your opinions, but you always let the other person have their way and their say. And I think it's very commendable. And guys, there was a Thank moment you. I couldn't help it. There was a moment tonight I kept helping. All of a sudden I was like, oh my God, this is Donald Trump talking and Kamala Harris is just trying to talk to the crazy person. <laughs> I know. Kamala, I, so at one point I Kamala's like, I'm, Erica's like, I'm speaking. I know. It's exactly. like, it's like Kamala talking to Mike Pence, except this was, he would, this guy was becoming like a Donald Trump. It was like, yeah. okay, calm down, calm down, David. You know, something clearly. But again, listen, you guys are amazing. This is one of our best. I think it's the perfect way to go out before the election. Um, I can't wait for our next break in the news because, you know, it's going to be oh. either way, whatever the next break in the news is going to be monumental because we're either going to be celebrating or packing our bags and trying to decide what country will have us, where we go, where mm-hmm. are we going to go live, right? Yeah, where can they, we where can we self tape our auditions from? Yeah, well, we'll have to decide which country yeah. which country has the best leadership in order to do that. It sounds like Canada is pretty fierce. Or, well, or New Zealand. Canada, nobody Canada, wants us. They don't want us. And, and Jasper and Ralph, I mean, in addition to thanking you guys for, you know, this incredible conversation today and always, I want, again, to say to David and to everyone everyone out there listening, this narrative about, oh, I'm not voting because they're both bad candidates, uh. um, I, I am right to not vote. Okay. I, I, have to, I mean, I have to respect that. That is your decision. That is your right. That is your freedom to exercise the right not to vote. But trying to push this narrative of both candidates are bad, so I'm not going to vote for either, um, that's kind of like saying, I don't know, I, 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 don't, I, I hate eating chicken and I hate eating liver, but these are the only two meats left on the planet. You, gotta, you have to eat one <laughs> to sustain life. And, like, we I, have to understand the that. moment he the moment you say you're not voting for me you lose all credibility i that's fine if you don't vote but you don't have an opinion i don't want to hear your opinion on who wins or loses because i, I just you, don't have time yeah. for it i don't I, have time for it similarly. that's like being on a jury and it's a it's a death penalty and the one juror says, I, I really can't vote for either. I, I don't, I can't vote for either one. I can't vote for life or death. I, I, I just don't care about either one. Well, it's God, like, if, if he's an independent and he doesn't like any of the candidates, then why not vote for Rocky and Kanye? They're, they're the American he's, independent. He's, a, he's not an independent. Oh, okay. He's a Trump. He's, he's a He's a black. He's an African American Trump supporter who doesn't want to admit it, and so I don't know why we can't see him. We're on radio. I'm like David. We we don't know who you are. You know, nobody can see you. Take your take your hood off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, seriously, and to, to your point about the hood, when he was like, "Oh, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in the streets." I'm like, if you grew up in the streets and everybody that you know has an ID and has a home address. And has a bank account, all of things that you know they like to use for voter suppression. Then you need to widen your circle of friends. You were fierce for that, right. Erica. Thank you. Well, I wanted to say, well, then they beat your ass every day. If you okay. if you grew up in the streets, talking like you're talking now. If you grew up in the streets and you're black and you're supporting Trump, 
then you are you're an idiot. Is all I can exactly. Say. I mean, yeah. and that's I and mean, that's as a Southern Baptist Christian speaking. You know, yeah, I, I mean, want every because this is why praise, my binary, praise Jesus and suck my dick. This is why my and you don't want somebody to Pardon, suck your dick. Excuse like that, me, Erica. Right? Sorry. Listen, but you don't want you don't want somebody doing lacio or cunning lingus on you. That's an asshole. So don't even say that. But let me tell you something, Erica. I am my binariness works for me because let me tell you, and this is a horrible analogy and a horrible. Erica's passed out er, by now. She's gone. Er, No, she's gone. Okay, Erica. If your best girlfriend is raped and decapitated on La Brea and Olympic and we find out and we know who did it, gonna get I dark. want that person to be executed. And there is no and that's where my binariness comes in. I am not going to forgive that person. I don't want that person incarcerated for life. I want them dead. Mm-hmm. And and guys, the reason we love Ralph so much, and in conclusion, we will end the show on the question of, if you said you're independent, you can't vote in the primaries anyway. And then we had to explain to Ralph that this is the general. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, and this is why I say, all right. <laughs> and this is why. I mean, is this David, as if David didn't think we were dumb already. And then Ralph asked him about voting in the primaries for the presidency. And I thought, well, that's why you tune in to one-on-one with Jasper Cole for breaking the news. Erica, because... this is why I openly admit it. I'm politically ignorant. Uh, uh, like, I was like, oh, well, wait a second. Did you, say that? you can't. <laughs> that was hilarious, honestly. So that's going to okay. be the clip that we will pull for the promo is <laughs> – as they are talk, as we are arguing and fighting with blood about gerrymandering, uh, David, if you'll let me have a question, um, if you say you're an independent, you can't vote in the primaries anyway. Crickets, tumbleweeds. <laughs> well, Ralph, this is actually the general election for the presidency. Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. <laughs> And uh, and on that note, Ralph, do you have anything else to say? No, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Erica, you, you guys, you make my you make my night. Thank you so much, both of you. This has been amazing and uh to be continued, right? Everybody, please Absolutely. go out and vote, vote, vote. Don't be like da- dumbass David and not vote. Go vote. Vote Trump, vote Biden, Harris, vote yeah. whoever you want. And own yeah. your party and own your sexuality. Why are we all hiding in 2020, girl? We're in a pandemic. Don't hide now because you could end up dead and a- ambiguous. Yeah, and, 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 don't, and if you got fat during the quarantine, there's no excuse for it because this is the one time you could have worked your fat ass off. Okay, and on that note, everybody, we, <laughs> we will be back next Thursday. Everyone, peace and love. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.